Amen, amen. I know brother, Mr. Jimmy heard me, heard that I was going to preach and he made his way all the way down here just for that. And I'm so glad he done that. And, and Ronald got out late at night time to come hear me preach. So, amen, amen. I know that's right, amen, amen. Let's get into the word of the Lord tonight. Zechariah, the fourth chapter. We're going to read verses one through six as you're getting it. I'm going to thank my pastor. I appreciate him giving me the opportunity. Amen. Amen. Zechariah, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 6. When you get it, say amen. 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 And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is waking out of his sleep and said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick, all of gold, with a bowl upon the top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes of the seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof, and two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl, and, and, a, and the other upon the left side thereof. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? What are these, Lord? And the angel said, Don't you know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. No, I don't know what they are. Verse 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of Host, Amen. Put your Bibles down a moment. Let's, let's lift our voices and lift our hands and ask the Lord's anointing to be in this house. Uh, hallelujah. Jesus, we magnify you, Lord. Uh, Jesus, we love and we glorify you, Lord. Uh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. If you'll help me, you may be seated. Uh, amen. Pastor Moe asked me last Sunday or Wednesday before last, I think, if, if I would be prepared for tonight. And through a lot of praying and thinking and seeking after the Lord, uh, Wednesday night as I was praying and I got a little disclaimer. Brother Jay's going to pick on him. He was running a little late. Normally, he puts his phone on the, the sound system back there, and that's our normal worship music or our prayer music uh, before we get started. Well, he was a little bit late, and I don't know where everybody else with, with all the technology was. So I put my phone back there. I put it on something that I liked, and we were just worshiping and having a good time, and I believe the Lord spoke to me while we were doing that. Pastor Moshe, you wouldn't believe it when he showed up. He took my phone off of there. You can't believe that, can you? Amen, amen. It must have been dated. It was some dated, dated music probably. You know how that goes. Amen. But the Lord still speaks to us in dated music. And I believe the Lord spoke to me Wednesday night for, for tonight. And uh, it, it's definitely made me do some digging. I'd like, I wanna, I'm going to lay some foundation kind of give some context of what we just read. It's not a, uh, that scripture text is something that's kind of a mystery, but I want to give a little background, and 
I hope to bring it to where we're at today. So in, in our text, we find an angel talking to Zechariah. And Zechariah was a third-generation prophet of, for Israel. If you look in this, in this same setting of time, there were two prophets, Zechariah and Haggai, or Haggai, however you want to say it. They were both prophets at this time, and they were encouraging the Jews to rebuild the temple after being in captivity to the Babylonians. What, what a terrible time. As you look through the Old Testament, you find the, the Israelites finding themselves in captivity over and over again, in and out, in and out. And here we find them again. They were, they were just leaving that captivity, and they were trying to rebuild the temple. And uh, these two prophets were there to encouraging. Uh, the captivity ended with King Sirius of Persia conquered Babylon and gave permission for all Jews to return to their homeland to resettle it and to rebuild their temple. Amen. Zerubbabel was the governor of Judah and was heading up the rebuilding process. So this is where we find ourselves. And as we think about this man, Zerubbabel, as he was in charge and trying to head this up, he was the, uh, some con commentaries say he was the civic leader of the day. So he was the orchestrator of all this rebuilding and everything was kind of up on his shoulders there and he was the guy, if it was good, it was his fault and if it was bad, it was still his fault. Anybody ever been there besides me? Amen. I feel like I live there most of the time. Uh, no matter what the decision is, if it's wrong, it's probably my fault. So that's how, that's how he, he was and Put yourself in his shoes just a moment. He, he got to come home. He'd been in captivity, and he, he was coming home to the homeland to rebuild what was all in shambles. And can you think about just a moment how he must have felt as one evening maybe he stepped out there and looked and said, I, I'm going to rebuild this temple, but there's just nothing but shambles. There's nothing but ruins, and there's nothing here, and there's a lot of things that would tell me I can't, uh, but I have it in my mind. I want to do that, but everything is broken and everything is in rubble and everything's in shambles, but I know I'm supposed to be rebuilding the temple. I know I'm supposed to be putting this thing back in order, but there's just heaps and piles of rubble. What a weird spot to find himself. And Mr. Zerubbabel... What are you going to do? What are you going to do at this crazy time that you're supposed to be, you're in charge and everything's waiting on your shoulders, but it's just a bunch of shambles. It's just a bunch of ruins. And then comes the word of the Lord from the prophet Zechariah. Thank God for the man of God. Oh, I'm going to say it again. Thank the Lord for the man of God. That that hears the word from the Lord, and here he comes out on the scenes, and Zechariah says in verse 6, Zerubbabel, I know it looks bad, and uh, I, I know that you've been trying a lot of things, but the Lord is telling you, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, uh, saith the Lord of hosts. If you, if you dig a little bit in that context, you'll find the word might is in correlation with many. 
So not by the power of many. And if you look at the word not by might, not by power, if you look at the word power, if you go back and do a little research, you'll find that's the power of one. So the Lord's telling Zerubbabel through Zechariah, not by the power of many and not by your singular power. Neither one of them is going to get it done, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Not by might nor by power, but by the Lord's spirit. No matter what the effort is, Zerubbabel, no matter what the effort is of the people, no matter what your own personal effort, you can't do it by yourself. I appreciate the effort, and the effort's good, but effort is just effort if it don't have the Spirit in conjunction with the effort. Amen. There's a quote that says, Build, destroy, rebuild. Build, destroy, rebuild. I've mastered the art of bouncing back. Now to master the art of not having to. Have you ever been there in life that I feel like I've built something and I, I feel like I'm going the right way, Pastor Moats, and I feel like I'm moving in the right direction only to hit a snag and fall down again and it's destroyed and then I have to rebuild it and and I've mastered the art of getting back up and, and getting back up. But when are we going to master the art of not falling down? You was talking about it this morning in our Sunday school lesson. The art of not falling down. Have you ever been tired of the struggle? Have you ever been frustrated because you failed again? Have you, have you ever just got aggravated with yourself and said... Oh, I hate to keep rebuilding because I know I'm going to keep tearing it back down. There, there's another quote that says, never be afraid to start over. It's a chance to rebuild things the right way. Never be afraid to start over because it's your chance to rebuild the right way. Thank the Lord I've been given many opportunities to rebuild the right way. I built the wrong way many times and I've been given that opportunity to tear it back down and rebuild it the right way, Brother Jace. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. I want to preach, and I said all that to get to this. I, I want to preach from this thought tonight. The daunting task. The daunting task. The word daunting means tending to overwhelm or intimidate. I want to be a little carnal, but we, we went to my in-law's house for Christmas Eve, and then we went to my mama's house for Christmas Day, and in the middle of that, we had a little life happen at our house, and we had some Christmas. This morning, if you was to look at our house, it was a daunting task. <laughs> Am I telling the truth, Sister Misty? It was a daunting task. The leftover dishes from one house are still on the table and wrapping paper everywhere and who knows, boxes up to the sky. Man, it was a daunting task. I've heard my mother-in-law say many times that she refuses to go to bed with dishes in the sink. 
Sister Midget said she would never get to go to bed. But if you go to bed with dishes in the sink, it's daunting to get up the next day with dirty dishes. It's just easier to get it done. Daunting, intimidating, overwhelming. How many times in life do things are daunting to us? Daunting, overwhelming. What are we going to do? How many know that there is a lost and dying world who desperately needs what we have been given? And it seems sometimes so daunting. It seems so daunting. Pastor Moats made uh, alluded to it a little bit about family. We all have them family members that are lost and undone and Boy, we try hard, and man, we want to do good, and oh, we want to sow seed, and it seems like it don't ever come back, and it's just daunting. Daunting. Some things the Lord asked me to do, I didn't want to do, Brother Jace, because they were daunting. Even though the world is lost, and even though I have the answer, but there's sometimes He asked me to take the step. He asked me to trust him. He asked me to go here or do this or pray how long God? Fast what God? That seems too daunting God but on the other hand the world's lost and I have the answer. How many times do I say God no it's too daunting. Then I get to feeling bad. Anybody ever been there with me? Hang out, hang on with me. We're going somewhere tonight. You ever got there and, man, I knew I was supposed to do that. and I didn't get it done. Uh, Y'all may have heard me say this before, and I may say it again. I I remember as a 16-year-old young man, there was a man that I was supposed to go talk to. And I knew the Lord had told me to go talk to this man. And he was my friend, and he was probably in his early 30s, and I was just a 16-year-old boy, and I'm like, God, who am I, or what am I to go talk to this man? And the Lord wanted me to go witness to this man and and minister to him, and I didn't want to do it, Pastor Moses, because it was daunting, and it it was overwhelming, and it was intimidating, and it was too hard, and I didn't do it. I'm sad to say today, I know that man well, and I know he don't live for God today. And I just wonder if it hadn't have been so daunting. If I had reached out and if I had got over myself, I don't know the outcome of his life. It's his choice. I know what I was supposed to do. I know what I didn't do. And it felt daunting. I get to feeling bad and I know my effort isn't where it should be, so I start putting more effort. Anybody ever been there? You feel that conviction and you know you should have done something and you get to feeling bad about it. So, okay, God, I'm going to put more effort in. So I'm going to go here and I'm going to do this and I'm going to go there and I'm going to give this amount and I'm going to go and go and go and go and go. Then I find myself back overwhelmed and tired and frustrated And I feel like if I'm asked to do one more thing, it seems so daunting. It seems so daunting that I just might explode. So if I don't do it, 
I feel bad. And if I do all of this stuff, I still feel bad. What, what is the problem here? Because I'm trying. And if I omit the doing, then I feel bad. But if I go do, 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 everywhere, go, 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 then I still feel bad. What's missing? There's something missing. What's missing? Am I preaching to just me tonight or have you ever felt that way? Not by might. Not by power. But by that spirit. We must rely on the spirit. I can't trust me. I can't do it in my own self, but I must rely on the Spirit. Uh, I must put the effort in conjunction with the Spirit. And then I'm actually getting something done. I'm actually moving forward. Uh, Psalms 127.1 says, Except the Lord build the house, they that labor in vain, they build it. If you don't have the Lord working with you, you're just working in vain. You're not getting anything accomplished except the Lord keep the city. The watchman waketh in vain. There's no sense to even have the watchman if the Lord's not keeping the city. If I'm doing it in and of myself, it's all in vain. But when I take the Lord at his word and I apply his word to my life and my effort and his spirit align together. We move mountains together. We reach souls together. We work together. But if it's just my effort, it's just in vain. Hallelujah. If the Lord's not in it, we're wasting our time. We must be in tune with the spirit. It is a must to be in tune with the Spirit. Amen. Romans 12 and 1 through 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. This is what you're supposed to be. This is just baseline. And be not conformed to this world... But be you transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. Tonight, I need a mind renewal, God. I, I want to apply carnal principles to spiritual things, and it won't work. I want to apply my effort and my, my want to to things of the Lord, and if it's not in conjunction with Him, it's just in vain. I'm just wasting time. Hallelujah. But when the Lord comes and renews my mind... I can be transformed by the renewing of my mind. When I think of it as a spiritual battle, it's not flesh, it's spiritual. Friends, I must allow the Lord to transform my carnal mind to spiritual. The world is full of carnality. We walk around in carnality. And we try to apply that principle to spiritual things and it don't work. I must align my effort with his spirit if I want to see the wall rebuilt. If not, it's just effort. 
It won't work. But when I aligned my effort with his spirit, hallelujah, things happen. 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verses 3 through 4. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Uh, we want to tear the strongholds down. You can't do it with the flesh. The flesh, it won't work. We must align with the Spirit. Amen. Mr. Jimmy, I've heard this all my life. You have too. Don't bring a knife to a gunfight. How many times y'all heard that? I've heard it a bunch. Don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Ronald, you know what I'm talking about? All right. This fight that I'm talking about, you can have guns and knives. It won't help. It won't help you. You can't shoot a spirit. You can't stab a spirit. We're not fighting people, my friend. We're not warring against people. We love people. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to love our neighbor. We're not fighting them. We're not against them. I'm not against my pastor. Hey, I'm not against my brothers and my sisters. I'm not against my neighbor. I love them people, but I hate the devil. I'm against him. I can't shoot him, Jace, but I can pray. I, I, I can't stab him, but I can fast. Uh, I can take my effort uh, and align it with the Spirit of God and put that together and make a defensive tool that I can fight the devil with. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We must put it together. We're not fighting the flesh, but we're fighting the Spirit. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tonight, uh, does a task seem daunting? Sometimes it does. Uh, why do we feel that way? I'm trying to apply fleshly principles to spiritual things, and it won't work. Uh, why am I frustrated, God? I'm trying to apply fleshly principles to spiritual things, and it won't. Why do I feel depressed sometimes? I'm trying to apply fleshly principles to spiritual things and it won't work. Why do I feel overwhelmed sometimes? I'm trying to apply fleshly principles to spiritual things and it won't work. The glove don't fit. Effort alone won't work, but I must align with my creator. I must align with the king of kings. I must submit to him and say, God, not my will, not what I want, not what I desire, but your will be done, God. Here I am. I'm just a vessel, God. Use me. Here I am, God. Send me. God, I want to do what you want me to do uh, not what I want to do God but what you want me to do uh, not by might uh, not uh, by power 
but by the Lord's Spirit. That's the way we win. That's the way we get out of here. I can't make it alone. I can't even walk without Him holding my hand. I can't go without the Lord, but I have to have His Spirit leading and guiding me. I have to accept that Spirit into my life. I've got to let Him drive me the way we should go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm closing tonight. Uh, Sister Misty, come. Uh, are we allowing the Spirit to lead and guide us uh, into all truth? The Bible says true worshipers worship in spirit and in truth. We've got to have that spirit side. Without the spirit side, we can't be a true worshiper. It don't say in flesh in truth. It don't say in carnality in truth. It says in spirit and in truth. The question for me tonight, am I allowing the Spirit to lead me? Am I, have I aligned? Have I double-checked and triple-checked that I was aligned with Him? That me and Him are together. That we're walking together. That we're working together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The only way that Zerubbabel was going to rebuild the walls not by might, not by power. Oh, but it was by the Spirit of God. It was by that Spirit today. Hallelujah. So many times this time of year we get distracted and, and we chase this and we do that and we go here and we go there. What about it tonight? Is he in the driver's seat? Are you allowing the Spirit to lead you? Have you tied out to the flesh uh, have you tied that thing down uh, have you have you tied it to the altar and said here it is god lead me uh, lead me uh, guide me uh, i want your spirit god i want your spirit in my life uh, hallelujah hallelujah let's sing it uh, oh these altars are open tonight uh, come sing